Nations. The mysterious, oh, confusing book. <laughs> well, if you've made it this far with us, we've made it into Revelations chapter 6 tonight. And uh, Revelations is not a book of confusion. It's not a mysterious book. It's the revelation of Jesus Christ. And I believe, uh, I heard a, a pastor say this the other day, and it kind of stuck. We are the revelation generation because what is being revealed in this book, we will see. Uh, some of it we'll get to see firsthand from here. Some of it we're going to get to see as a ringside seat in heaven. But it, nonetheless, we're going to get to see it. And the Bible says, you know, in Revelations chapter uh, 1, verse 3, Blessed is he that readeth. So irregardless if you understand all of it, the first go around, the Bible says, Blessed is he that readeth. Mm -hmm. Keeps these prophecies that's being fulfilled, these things that John saw when he was on the Isle of Patmos. And if you, you just take it line by line, precept upon precept, just read it, study it, cross-reference it, the Spirit of God will reveal the truths in the Word. And you'll begin to understand that, uh, you know, the, God knew what he was doing when he wrote the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> he knew uh, that, that they were things that needed to be. And I know sometimes people get in this. Uh, I've heard people getting in this comp, this big confrontation or, or argument about that, you know, that, well, we don't know how true the Bible is because uh, people's taking books out of it. You know, uh, these people talking about there's other revelations besides that of John. Uh, there's, scriptures that's been taken out of the Bible. And if you don't have this version or if you don't have that version, then well, you, but I believe that God knew and, and because he is all knowing, yeah. <laughs> I believe he knew what was going on. And I believe that everything that is in this book, yeah, they may have been some things taken out, may have been some things added too, but I believe God knew what he was doing and through the direction and the leading of the Holy Spirit, as we study the Word, God will reveal through the Holy Spirit the truths of this Word. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I just, you know, I, irregardless of, of what's been taken out or added, I, I keep reading this thing and things be, uh, begin to just come alive. And as we're studying the book of Revelation, we're seeing more now than ever we're at the door. I mean, at any moment, even before this broadcast ends, this podcast ends, God could sound that trumpet and we could be taken home yeah. because there's no more prophecy needs to be fulfilled. Nothing else needs to be done for Jesus to return, to take us home so that things can begin to line up so that we're, we're being prepared for our reign with him for a millennia of time. And, Starting in uh, chapter six here, we, we last week we had talked about in chapter four, of course, the church is raptured. Uh, chapters four and five, you see more of a, it's, it's kind of the, a prelude to what's going to be going on for the first little bit in heaven. We're going to be just, you know, it's just going to be a big worship fest, mm -hmm. I, 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 I'd like to call it, you know, because we're going to get to see 
Jesus face to face, the one who died for our sins, uh, you know, him who knew no sins, was hung on a cross. We get to see him face to face. We get to see heaven in all its its grandeur and its glory. And, and we'll get to see those that have gone on before us, our loved ones, and those in the Bible that we've read about. So it's going to be a, a glorious time. And while that's going on, there's things going to be going on on the earth because all of the sudden, you're going to see millions of people vanish and there's no explanation. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you, you need to take note of the push that you're seeing now about UFOs and, oh, we're shooting this down and shooting that down, and this just flew over. We, we can't find no evidence of it, but it, we shot it down. There, there's things that are, are being ramped up because, you see, Satan knows He don't know when Jesus is coming, but he knows that it's, it's very, very soon and that his lease is up. So they have, there has to be an explanation from governments around the world as to why millions of people suddenly disappear. And there'll be this chaos going on all around the world. Now, while that's going on, we're going to be in glory. Uh, but starting in verse 6, see, when, when the church leaves, and and you 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 watching online, you need to make sure you 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 part of it because there's not uh, two or three bus loads. It's one load. It's one shout with the trumpet, and we gone. And when we get in heaven, there's going to be people still here on earth. There'll be there'll be people that know what happened. There'll be people that immediately when it happens, they'll know I missed it. Mm -hmm. I know what happened. And, you know, there's going to be chaos, there's going to be panic, there's going to be fear. Uh, you know, things will be going on, and this is the beginning of sorrows, of, of things to come uh, through the Great Tribulation where judgments will be poured out upon the earth. And starting in verse six, or chapter 6, verse 1, he says, this is John, he said, now I saw when the lamb, which is Jesus, opened one of the seals, I heard one of the four living creatures saying with a voice like thunder, come and see. And I looked and behold, a white horse, he who sat on it had a bow and a crown was given to him and he, he, and he went out conquering and to conquer. Now, when you look at the first horse, a lot of people, they, they say because it's a white horse, because later on, I think was maybe chapter 9, I'm not exactly sure, we'll get into it later, but Jesus is seen on a white horse. Or not, yeah, 19. And a lot of people say, well, this was Jesus, this is Jesus, but it says that he had a bow, mm -hmm. but it never said he had any arrows. Yeah. So if you have a bow with no arrows, you can't conquer through force or might, which Jesus is mighty, but it would be through delusion. It would be through uh, diversion. It would be through deception. Mm -hmm. So that would be the only way. And it says that he conquers and to conquer, giving note that during this time he never conquers totally, which that to another reason for me, I would say that it's not Christ 
because he never fully conquers. It just says conquering and to conquer. But um, I'm going to read this one part here, and then I'm going to let you jump in on it. But in Matthew 24, uh, verse 5, it says, For many will come in my name and say that I am Christ and will deceive many. Now, then it goes on to talk about wars and rumors of war. But when this happens, when the church is taken away and this first seal is released, you, you have to remember that people are looking for on the, on the earth that are left. They're looking for someone that has an explanation. Mm-hmm. They're looking for someone that can bring a, a sense of peace. It's not real peace, but get because people always, if you can rationalize something in your brain, then you can begin to compile your version of what's going on and it gives you peace and comfort. But, you know, when he says, Jesus said in Matthew 24, that many will come in my name and say, I am Christ. We have to realize that there'll be deception. And uh, in my footnotes, it says that there will be religious deception, social and political upheavals, national calamities, disloyalties and persecutions. Now, a lot of you may say, well, Ah, we're seeing that now. Are we in the great tribulation? No, I, I don't believe that. Like we were talking earlier, I believe most Bible scholars, which I don't consider myself to be one, but uh, a lot of your Bible scholars agree that anytime there's something God is going to do in the earth, there's always a prelude or a more or less a, a preview. Yeah. Kind of like when you when you're getting ready to watch a movie, and you can before you watch the movie it says trailer, mm-hmm. and you can watch parts of a movie, but it's not the whole thing. We're experiencing a form of that tribulation, but it's not the great tribulation. Yeah. So I believe when you look through some of these seals, and I, I went through these today again, and you know I was telling you earlier the first five seals I can see now. We can see a lot of this this now that's happening, but it's not that we're in the great tribulation. I don't believe that we're in the tribulation yet because if we were, then it would go against what we understand in Revelations 4 and, and 1 Thessalonians, and well, we could, we're not even going to get back into that. <laughs> but it would just go against, according to what I've studied and how you look at it in different ones, it would go against the rapture and where we're at in the timeline, but it is a precursor. So I believe any of you watching online, if you look at these seals and say, man, I can see that. I can see the first seal. I can I can see the white horse. I can see the second seal with the red horse. If you think it's bad now, mm. it should give you all the more caution to say, I need to make sure my life is right. I need to walk closely with God, closer than I've ever been before, so that I know that I'll miss that great day of persecution. Yeah. Uh, Before I begin to answer what you were talking (laughs) about there, uh, one, you know, some people might uh, say that because, uh, um, you know, they'll say the book of Revelation is so hard. It's a hard book, but uh, when you give study and prayer to it, it it begins. You begin to see it, the truth, 
and what God's talking about unveiled before you. Right. Uh, you can't be lazy, really, about any part of the Bible for that matter. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, in Second Timothy 2.15, the Apostle Paul was talking to young Timothy, and he said, study. Mm-hmm. To show yourself approved, not unto men, right. but unto God. Right. How be it, uh, you, you know, he said uh, that if we study to show ourselves approved unto God, a workman. Mm-hmm. See, he's letting us know it, it's a hard job. And that's not I just mean, the preachers. Uh, yeah, and. <laughs> I've heard it said step much study is a weariness to the flesh. Yeah. You'll want you'll want to do anything but study. We we can set hours before the TV and watch programs that we like. Not that they're bad programs right. or anything. Uh, if you're watching anything that's bad, you need to stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh uh you know it we we can set hours before a TV screen and watch our favorite uh, program mm-hmm. and uh, maybe watch some sport, football, and stuff like that. Uh, and they, I'm not, you know, condemning that. That's right. all right. But uh, when you start to really uh, seek God, uh I, I know your your flesh will want to do anything but study the right. word of God. Yeah, but uh, he said, study to show yourself approved unto God, mm-hmm. a workman. Yeah, and when you put forth the effort, mm-hmm. you want to know the truth. Uh, you know, and you put forth the effort. God will begin by the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to open up your understanding to receive the truth of God's word. And uh, one thing, somebody might say, well, why, why is it so important to know about Revelation? Because it's your future. Right. That's, that's right. Why, that's mm-hmm. why you need to know. Yeah. Uh, instead of, you know, looking to prophets. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not against prophets by any right. means. You know, they have their place. But uh, there's nowhere in the Bible that it says that we're to be led by the prophets. Mm -mm. We're to be led by the Holy Holy Spirit, Spirit. according to Romans chapter 8, you know. And uh, so uh, you have to indulge yourself into the Word of God. Yeah. You say, yeah, but I don't. Well, you may not get it the first time, but if you stay with it. If you'll stay, uh, you know, in the Word of God and pray. John 16, verse 13, I use that scripture a lot. You know, Jesus said in verse 12, the 16th chapter of John, verse 12, I have many things to say unto you, but you're not able to bear them now. Mm-hmm. He didn't say he was never going to tell them. He just said, mm-hmm. you're not ready to receive what I've got to tell you now. Mm-hmm. But then in verse 13, he said, but when he, the spirit of truth has come, mm-hmm. well, ask yourself this question. Has the spirit of truth come? Sure he is. It's mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit. Right. And he sent him on the day of Pentecost. He said, it's necessary mm-hmm. that I go away for if I don't go away, the comforter, in other words, it's saying there, uh, 
I'm going to send you somebody just like me. Yeah. And that's the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ. And uh, he said, when the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into just for the parts you want to know. No. <laughs> no. 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 He said he'll guide you into how much truth? All. All truth. You say, well, do you understand the whole Bible? Uh, no, but I've been working on it for nearly 50 years. Well, matter of fact, over I'll soon be 51 years. <laughs> uh, studying the Word of God, and uh, I, I believe personally if we lived a thousand lifetimes yeah. and lived to be an old man or an old woman, uh, you'd never plummet the depth and the richness right. of the wisdom of God that is in this book. That's right. You see? Mm -hmm. And so studying the Bible is a lifetime thing. Mm -hmm. It's a lifetime effort. You, you have to continue mm -hmm. to study and search it out, you know, and as you do that, you'll find the truth of God's word. So, and as I said, the reason we need to understand about Revelation is because it is our future. Right. And uh, so that that's why, uh, you know, and I've, I think I've maybe shared this before, but, uh, you know, when I first got born again, uh, that they told me, said, you know, start out, you just read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, mm -hmm. maybe the book of Acts. But whatever you do, do not read the book of Revelation. Well, now, I'm a baby in Christ. Mm -hmm. And you know what a... <laughs> yeah. You tell a child <laughs> not to do something, yeah. you, what are they going to do? They're going to find out why yeah. it is that you, you don't, don't want, want them to, to do, do what uh -huh. they're thinking about doing, you know. And so I said, well, how come they don't want me to read Revelation? I turned over to the first chapter of Revelation, the third verse, and he said, first thing he said, blessed and holy is he that readeth. Mm -hmm. I said, well, how come? He said, if I read it and keep the sayings of that book for the, you know, he said, the time is at hand. He said, well, why, why don't they want me to read it? It says here I get a blessing if I do. Mm -hmm. And I read it. Do you understand it? Oh, no. There's a bunch of it I didn't yeah. understand. And uh, even after all these many years, nearly 50 years, I still, I'm, I can't claim that I know every single word in the book of Revelation and what it means. But, uh, in you know, by applying myself, I've begun to get an overall picture mm -hmm. of what what is to transpire and what is to take place, and and what I have found out, it most people think this is a book about the Antichrist, right? But it's not. No, it's it's the revelation of Jesus Christ, yeah, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, mm -hmm. and uh, you know now it does talk about the Antichrist in here, uh, you know, but uh, it, the whole, the book's not about him, right? It's about what is coming in the days ahead, what's coming in our future. And uh, you say, well, if we're going to be raptured out, why do we need to understand it? Well, one thing, too, is uh, in the book of Colossians, chapter 2, 
It, I don't believe that the rapture is automatic. I don't either. It says in Colossians chapter 2 that every operation of God mm-hmm. is of faith. of faith. If you're not believing for the rapture, yeah. if you're not watching, mm-hmm. Jesus said watch, yep. and he said pray, if you're not watching and praying uh, and, and uh, believing that Jesus is going to come, like he said in John 14, mm-hmm. you know, uh, he said, if I go away, Mm-hmm. To prayer place for you, I will come again. Right now, that's that's talking of, uh, about the rapture there. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, I'll come again, receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also. So, uh, you know, in other words, you may have accepted Christ as your Savior, mm-hmm. but if you've backslid and you're monkeying around in the things right. of the world. You know, uh, and I might as well go ahead and get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some people think as a Christian it's all right for them to hit the bottle or mm-hmm. uh, drink a beer, mm-hmm. you know. But, uh, you, know, you know, my question is why do you want to do something that God is against? You say, well, I have liberty. You know, the Apostle Paul said, all things to me are, uh, I have the liberty, I have freedom. But yet, he said, I will not do anything that would offend a weaker brother. And uh, then also, see, uh, an alcoholic can't play around with this stuff. Right. And, uh, you know, so why would you want to do something that would uh, cause a weaker brother to fall. Mm-hmm. So it's best, in my opinion, and you might say, well, your opinion ain't worth much. <laughs> well, I'll agree with you, but I can say yours ain't either. But what what does the Word of God say? You right. see? That's what we have to go by. And uh, so, you know, we, we have to be watching. Mm-hmm. We have to be praying. And we have to love his appearing. Yeah. And uh, so one thing, too, I I thought of when you first opened up just a few minutes ago. Uh, You know, uh, there's no sign given Mm -hmm. concerning the rapture. Mm -hmm. It could come in a moment's notice. Right. But the signs that Jesus gave in Matthew chapter 24 was signs of his before he comes to this earth Mm -hmm. to rule and reign. And, you know, it talks of, you know, as you said, uh, we see these signs that Jesus gave, false Christ. Uh, You know, the uh, who was that guy out there in Waco, Texas? Waco, Texas. David Koresh, uh, he claimed to be the Messiah. Uh, there was one in Ghana, Africa, uh, claimed Jim Jones, you know, mm-hmm. claimed to be Christ. There's others, gurus and so forth, uh, you know, that have claimed to uh, be some sort of Messiah or deliverer, you know. And, uh, you know, it, it's evident that that shouldn't be a problem. Right. Because 
The Bible teaches us that if somebody comes and says, well, <clears throat> come, come on over here, the Messiah's here. Mm -hmm. Said, don't go because it's not him. Right. Uh, when Jesus comes in the rapture of the church, you're not going to have to have somebody to come looking for you to tell you, you, right. you better get stuff ready. Jesus is here. Yep. Uh, and, and that's <laughs> that's know. what's going to happen in, in that with that first seal being released. You know, he said he comes on a white horse. Yeah. So that's going to give the appearance of Christ yeah. or someone in authority to lead, to conquer, and to and to try to conquer. Yeah. So, do you believe that the white horse will be the, the initial appearing of the the Antichrist? I believe that's the unveiling of the Antichrist, the man, the spirit. We understand right. the reason that we're seeing things happen the way they are is a prelude to what's coming. In the 24th chapter of Matthew, Jesus, when he was given the signs of his coming and of the end of the age, and by the way, he also said not only there'd be false Christ, but there'd be false prophets. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that's why I said we, there's nowhere in the Bible that it teaches us that we're to, we got to go get a word from the prophet. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that a prophet can't give you a word. But even what he speaks over you has to bear, line up, bear witness yep. with your spirit, and it has to line up with the word of God. Mm -hmm. For instance, I remember years ago, uh, there was a prophet prophesied to the, uh, this woman that she was to leave her husband and children and go to Africa as a missionary. Mm. Well, you know, any, anybody as Kenneth Hagin would say, one eye and half cent. <clears throat> would know that that's not from God. Right. Because God is not in the business of breaking families up. He's in the business of putting them together. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, thank God for there's some true prophets. Mm -hmm. But why would a, uh, God, you know, tell us a prophet, even if he say he's a true prophet, why would he tell you, to leave your husband or your wife and go be a missionary somewhere and you leave your family at home with nobody to care for them. Yeah. That, that's dumb. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. So, you know, when whoever speaking words, and I'm, I'm including pastors and evangelists in this, and, you know, apostles, whatever, uh, teachers, whoever's feeding you, you ought to compare what he's saying. Don't take it just because he said it. Mm -hmm. But you ought to take what they're saying and compare it with the word of God and see if it lines up, mm -hmm. see if it's the truth. And uh, so uh, in, in the book of Acts, I believe it is, it says uh, they that were in Thessalonica were more noble than those in Berea in the sense that they didn't take it just because uh, Jesus said it. Mm -hmm. It said they searched the scriptures daily mm -hmm. to see if it were true or not. You see, they searched the scriptures, and that's that's our part. Mm -hmm. We we shouldn't take something just because somebody said it. And I, you know as well as uh, anybody 
that I've always told our people here in the church, don't take something just because I say it. Right. You know, I'm going to do my very best to teach you what I believe is the truth, but don't take it as the truth just because I say it. Right. You look in your Bible. You see if what I said is in the Word of God. And if it is, then it's safe to follow. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Bible tells us in, uh, I believe it's 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 14, he was talking about the last days, perilous, dangerous times had come. Then from verse 2 to verse 13 talks about the heart society, uh, uh, attitude of society. Right. And then he said, but you, talking to the believer, mm -hmm. you continue in the things that you have learned and have proven mm -hmm. and know who you learned it from. You see, so we have a responsibility as a believer to prove out the word of God. I've, I've never really tried to teach anything that I hadn't proved in my own life. Right. You see, to know that it's the truth and it works. And then you look at the, say, uh, whoever you're being taught by, uh, you know, who who's feeding you, who who's teaching you the bread of the word of God. Uh, look at their lives. What What is their life? Mm -hmm. You know. And uh, I've looked at, uh, you know, the life of men that I have studied under, uh, like Kenneth Hagin, uh, Lester Summerall, T.L. Osborne, Oral Roberts, Billy Graham, and there's many others. I, I've, you know, at times, different times I've read after, and I've watched <coughs> the history of their lives. I mm -hmm. mean, you know, they, they've already, it's already history because they've gone to glory. But uh, their lives were straight. Mm -hmm. They wasn't here and there and jumping around and one thing on one thing one time on something else the next time, didn't know what they was doing. Their life was straight, you see. And uh, so we, we, he said, not only continue in what you have proven, but know who you've learned it from, mm -hmm. you see. Yeah. And uh, that's a safe, safe way to go. Right. But here, in this first verse, uh, I, I know that was a, a kind of a long explanation there, but I, I feel like people need to understand. It's, it's important mm -hmm. for us to understand the book of Revelation. It's our future. Yeah. You see. And it tells us how it's going to go, how everything's going to wind up. And look, on the, in the last page of the book, it says we win. Yeah. 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 yeah no. Praise God. Stay faithful. Mm -hmm. But uh, when he said, that, you know, when he opened the first seal, he, and uh, he said that one of the four beasts that's around the throne said, come and see. And behold, a white horse, and he that sat on him had a bow, and a crown was given unto him, and he went forth conquering and to conquer. And as you said earlier, some, you know, will say uh, that that that's uh, Christ, you know. 
But it, it says that he has a, a bow, but no, there's no arrows, mm-hmm. uh, you know. So what good is a bow without any arrows, you know? But uh, if you compare that with Revelation 19, verse 11, he said, I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. It right. didn't say that didn't about say this that. one. Mm-hmm. You see? And in righteousness, yeah. he doth judge and make war. And uh, it says his eyes were a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed in a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. Hallelujah. Yeah. And uh, if you go back and read in the book of Daniel, chapter 7 and 8, verses 7 and 8, uh, it talks about the Antichrist. And when he comes on the scene, uh, he will be a great orator, mm-hmm. a great speaker. speaker, Yeah, you see. Smooth talker, in other words. But it says that uh, he will have a fierce countenance and understanding dark secrets. Mm-hmm. So it appears that you know, boy, this guy's sharp. He's got wisdom. He's got mm-hmm. understanding. And it says he will destroy wonderfully by peace. Yeah. He's talked peace out of one side of his mouth, mm-hmm. and yet he's doing something else. Yeah. Going forth conquering and to conquer. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like it's kind of like what our governments do now. It's the, the old sleight of hand trick. Yeah. If, if there's chaos and turmoil going on over here, it's a diversion for what's going on over here. Yeah. And, you know, when people, that's why I believe the white, that the white horse there represents the Antichrist because, like I said, there was going to be so much chaos and turmoil. There's going to be so much confusion. Our governments themselves will not be able to give an account or an answer for what's going on. Mm-hmm. But one man's going to come in. And I believe it'd probably be through United Nations, who something like that. And he'll begin to say things, and 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 it's going to make sense to people, and it's going to bring comfort to people. Oh, okay, well that's why that happened. And he'll know how to align different groups together to make things begin to work. Mm-hmm. And that's where he's a smooth orator, a smooth mm-hmm. talker, and. So I believe that, you know, that first seal, that, that's going to be a, the political mm-hmm. realm. I believe, you know, military actions, things like that. I believe you're going to see that. And then going into uh, the third verse, this is where it opens up the second seal. Mm-hmm. And it said, when I opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature saying, come and see. Another horse, fiery red, went out, and it was granted to the one who sat on it to take peace from the earth and that people should kill one another. And there was given to him a great sword. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people look at it. Well, wait a minute. What people's going to be killing each other. Well, go, go to Chicago, you know, yeah. now go, yeah. go, go, go to a major city. Now these things are already happening. It's just going to come on a greater scale. Anytime you, especially here in America, when you see an earthquake or a hurricane or uh, any, you see a lot of looting. 
mm-hmm. a lot of rioting. People yeah. take advantage of somebody else's disadvantage. Yeah. Somebody else's calamity. Yeah. So those things, and, and you have to understand the heightened fear, level of fear that is going to be on the earth. I mean, when the rapture happens, we just think now that our, our food chains, supply chains has been disrupted. Mm-hmm. You talking millions of people that's going to leave this earth, that, that involves truck drivers, farmers, doctors, nurses, airplane, mm-hmm. train drivers, uh, engineers. It involves all these people that make our worlds go around day in and day out. Yeah. So you're going to have shortages of, of all these things, and people are going to kill to survive. Yeah. And uh, one thing, too, you uh, go back to Matthew chapter 24, where Jesus gave the sign mm-hmm. of his return. Uh, that's not the rapture, but that's right. when he comes at the end of the tribulation. Yeah. And he, you know, talked about the false Christ, false prophet. And uh, he said they would be famines, pestilence, earthquakes in diverse places, and uh, wars and rumors of wars, nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and so on. And he said, now he said, these things must needs come to pass. Mm -hmm. They must needs be. Right. And he said, these are the beginning of sorrow. Yeah. If what he just said is the beginning of sorrows, then it means there's some rougher stuff coming down the road. Right. This is just the beginning. Mm-hmm. And but the good thing is that he also said, "But you, yeah, see that you be not troubled." I I remember taking hold of that many <coughs> years ago. Yeah. And I'm taking Jesus at His word. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's the thing where. It, and that just reveals it again when you look at the first horse and he says he's going out to conquer and to conquer. Mm-hmm. The Antichrist is going to come on the scene and he's going to give a sense of peace. It's not peace. And it's a false, it's peace. A false yeah. peace because that spirit in which, it, you know, people have to keep in mind, people on the earth are not going to literally see a horse and a person riding on the horse and know that these judgments are coming. These, this is, is spiritual. It's the hearts of people. It's things like that the Antichrist and then God's releasing these things on the earth. But it says to take peace from it wouldn't matter if the Antichrist, how much he wanted peace. God said, I'm taking peace from the earth. Mm-hmm. It's not going to, they may be a sense of it, but it's always going to be volatile and on the edge. It'll never be, there'll be no more days of kicking back and, and, watching the evening news and sipping on sweet tea and planning out your vacation. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's going to be a lot like our government today. Uh, you know, they can get on the news uh, stations and so forth and say the economy is strong, mm-hmm. everything's good, mm-hmm. the pandemic is uh, all but shut down, everything's good, the wages are going up, and mm-hmm. Everything is prosperous, but it ain't. Right. I mean, they can say anything, yeah. but that don't mean it's so. Mm-hmm. And I believe it's going to you know, be like that with this man called the Antichrist. He can tell the people you know, that well, this happened because this took place and 
uh, this took place because that did and have all the answers, but he's a liar. Right. Yeah. He's a liar. Yeah. So the, the first horse, the first seal that's released, the white horse, that is a, the antichrist being revealed. So that's a political, mm -hmm. uh, release there. Yeah. The second horse I, I believe is more going to be civil or uh, civic, uh, you know, person to person, mankind, how we, you think people are treating each other bad. Now we, we've not seen anything yet. And then, and, and you have to keep in mind, this is something we talked about earlier, as these seals are being released, it's not that one seal is released and it runs its course and then the next seal is released and it runs its course. These seals are released and then they continue to run all the way through. all the way through the tribulation. So what it's and we don't know the time frame. I don't know we don't know the time frame from the first seal to the second or to the I mean he could open them all up back to back or he could open a two or three up at one time and then be, be a space of time. You know, but we do know that within that seven year period it just ramps up continually getting worse. And then after that uh second seal he said that the third seal was open, and when it was open, he said, I heard a third living creature say, Come and see. So I looked, and behold, a black horse, and he who sat on it had a pair of scales in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four living creatures, which is Jesus. He said, A quart of wheat for a denarius, and three quarts of barley for a denarius, and do not harm the oil and the wine. And I believe this is going to go on uh, to deal with uh, economics. Famine. And it'll be famine, inflation. And see, th those are things we're seeing now. Yeah. But it's going to be on a scale much greater, much greater. Than, than what we're seeing now. Yeah. And um, I believe it was in, uh, let me look at my notes, footnotes right quick. It, it was talking about back in, in John's day, a denarius was a daily wage mm -hmm. for labor. And they said that ordinarily that would buy eight times the amount of wheat as it would barley. But under these conditions, it, it's going to be different because barley was considered leftover. It, it wasn't as, as a, a good as quality of grain as wheat would have been. Mm -hmm. So in other words, for what you bought one helping or one amount of wheat, uh, you know, you could buy eight of barley, but in these days it's going to, it's going to cost you a lot just to buy that little helping of wheat. And then the oil and the wine, they say it, it's symbolic of, of, of luxury things, which, uh, you know, will be very limited during a time of famine. Yeah. So, you know, now we look and you've got the church is gone, the world's in chaos, and the Antichrist has come into the scene. Then you've got people fighting against people for survival just out of fear. And then on top of that, now here here comes uh, food shortages. Yeah. And, and if you want to buy something, you can buy it, but it's going to cost you. So inflation, you, inflation, you know, it, it just keeps growing and growing. And then when he moves on to the fourth seal, 
He said, when I opened the... Uh, let me, or, uh, yeah, let go me ahead. interrupt you right here. I'm going to uh, flip this on you. I'm going to ask you a question. Uh-oh. <laughs> this ain't supposed but, to work like this. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, talking about the famine and things, you know, well, years ago, uh, you know, I heard people talking about digging uh, shelters and storing mm -hmm. food in it and uh, enough to last seven years. And, yeah. uh, you know, we've had some uh, people on TV selling mm -hmm. tribulation food. Food packs, yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, and storing weapons and all kinds of things like that. Uh, but do you believe that the Bible teaches the church to do that? I don't, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, even if uh, I, I, I think maybe we were talking about it, and you said, you know, it it would, wouldn't hurt if you had, uh, say, if you went to the store and there was a sale on, mm -hmm. and you bought certain non-perishable items, yeah, get an extra one, yeah, you know, and have it on hand. I I don't mean. You know, store up a tractor trailer load right. of stuff, but just have a few extra things in case power goes out, uh, you know, or uh, there's a gas shortage mm -hmm. or, you know, things like that. Uh, that's just using wisdom, but it's it's not causing us to operate in fear. Right. Is that the way you... Yeah, because understand? here here's the way I look at it, too, and this would go for now... Uh, because they're still talking about food shortages. They're still talking about uh, inflation and things like that. If I had if I had a room in my house that I had stockpiled with non-perishable food and nobody else around me did, and there's a man that's got three children that's going to starve to death, now, me, I'm going to try to help, but there has to come a point if you can't get food, who am I supposed to, to, to protect first? Mm -hmm. My family. So then if you store up all this stuff, are you willing to defend your stuff? Mm -hmm. So that's why I don't get into this buying and buying stuff out of fear and, and doing those things because if you got all that and then people find out about it, and well, nobody will know. No, everybody posts everything on social media. Yeah. Everybody knows everybody's business because of social media. People's going to come and find your food. Mm -hmm. And if everybody else is starving and hungry and you still eating and your you and your family look well, people's going to follow. They're going to come to you and find out why y'all still. So you would have to defend that. Yeah. I believe even in a famine, if you're a child of God, just like now, if, and this is not during the tribulation, but I'm talking about now. Mm -hmm. I believe that if we had no food left, that by faith, I believe God would provide. If he yeah. provided for the children of Israel, yeah. millions upon millions, and he's the same God yesterday, today, and forever, just like the woman with the cruise of oil. Mm -hmm. And she, the prophet said, bake me a cake. That was her last, her and her son's last meal. That was all they had. It was eat that and die. But by faith, she he, she was provided for. I believe God will provide for His children. Yeah. But now, like I've said, you go to Food Line and 
A lot of times they are a grocery store and it's two for five. Mm-hmm. Okay, buy two. Mm-hmm. So you can you can justify look, but don't buy these things out of fear. Yeah. Because when you look at this, that that second horse, that's civil unrest. Mm-hmm. Well, when the food shortages come from the third seal, that civil unrest is still going. They're gonna come after the food. Mm-hmm. So it they they all begin to work together. Mm-hmm. You know. And then is that all on that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna move on to the fourth seal. And it said when he opened the fourth seal, he heard a creature, the fourth living creature, saying, Come and see. So I looked and behold a pale horse, and the name of him who sat on it was Death and Hades followed with him. And power was given and I'm gonna stop. Notice it says power was given. <laughs> you see, death has no power unless it's given to him. Now that that'll preach by itself, but we'll go on. And power was given to them over a fourth of the earth to kill with the sword, with hunger, with death, and by the beast of the earth. Hmm. Now that leads into what we were just talking about. People's gonna come. People would do crazy things when they're desperate. Yeah. And I, you know, I heard a minister talking about there would be food shortages, so people would have to resort back to hunting again and and going into the wilderness to to kill animals to eat. But at the same time, the animals' food systems have been upset, and they'll be coming in to eat. So that's where you'll see a lot of that, the killing from the beast, because they're going to be running from where they're at into cities and towns looking for for food sources. Yeah. Well, you even see that to some extent, uh, I know, uh, in they in, over in Charlotte, you know the mm-hmm. population around uh, the city of Charlotte is getting so uh, densely populated yeah. that uh, the animals are coming in and eating mm-hmm. in their trash. Mm-hmm. I mean, bears have been yeah. seen over yeah. in the city of Charlotte, you know, and uh, so that that will uh, you know come. Uh, as a result of all of these different things that it's talking about here, the wars and rumors of wars, and uh, in other words, they're going to be some wars. Yeah. Uh, and and rumors of wars. They it, they're talking about wars all the time, and people are upset about China and what. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not saying that our government shouldn't do everything they possibly can to see to it that we're safe. And you know, not be uh, pushed around by other nations. Yeah, you know, but uh, I keep uh, seem like I keep hearing this come up in my spirit about all these things, where Jesus said, "But you see that you be not right." Yeah, we God don't want us to be scared Mm -hmm. out of our wits. Yeah, you know, and you know when you're operating in fear. You're not operating with a right mind, right? Uh, you know, you might, uh, if you're operating out of fear, you have all kinds. The devil will put all kinds of crazy ideas in your head, mm-hmm. and it don't, it won't work. Yeah, you know? yeah. And so, uh, when Jesus said, "See that you be not troubled," then, and also in First uh, Peter chapter five verse seven, it says. Cast all your worries, your cares, mm-hmm. over on the Lord because he cares for you wonderfully. Right. Yeah. And so 
I just I just feel like well, we, as a matter of fact, if we you believe in the rapture of the church, the catching away of the church, according to you know First Thessalonians chapter four and so on, uh, then you're not gonna have to worry about this anyway. Right. <coughs> yeah. And, uh, and uh, I'm, I remember uh, somebody said one time, you know, well, what makes you think that you're better? to escape what's coming than those that have to go through it. Mm -hmm. Well, if a person gives their heart and life to Jesus Christ and they're serving him to the best of their knowledge and understanding right. and ability, yeah. and they're looking for his appearing, uh, they're not going to have to worry about this. Right. Absolutely. Uh, but Jesus said, and here again, I'm taking Jesus at his word. Yeah. You know. In Luke 21, verse 36, he said what? Watch. Mm -hmm. Watch what? Watch the signs. Look look at what's going on in the world around you. And we we can't help but know that Jesus is coming soon. Right. And uh, these signs that we're seeing is, uh, you know, signs of his coming to the earth to establish a kingdom then how much near mm -hmm. must the catching away of the church be? Yeah. And so he said, watch and pray that you mm -hmm. may be counted worthy to escape yeah. that hour yeah. and stand before the Son of Man. Yeah. Oh, well, you got that escapist mentality. You I better do. believe <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting out of here. Yeah. And that's where it talks about the pale horse. It, mm -hmm. When you study that out, it, it, the pale horse is a yellowish-green color, uh, and many people say that that yellowish-green color it denotes uh, the changing colors of a corpse as a uh, body's dying. It, it, okay. So it, it's talking about when it says death and Hades, it, there's going to be diseases. Sure. And, they, you know, we, we already have a lot of, of, of things happening now, but you have to understand that. Right now, you have, uh, you know, you have vaccinations for things. You have uh, medical care for cancer patients, and you have uh, people. All these things that you can get care for now, you won't be able to get it then. Mm -hmm. I mean, you you're talking about supply chains being disrupted. You got to have. They don't give you medicine for free now. What makes you think they're going to do it then? No. So. There's going to be a lot of things happening, and, you know, there may be diseases that we we don't know about, you know, uh, plagues and different things. But I'm sure as, uh, you know, well, just like when you look at uh, in Ohio today, you know, over the last two weeks with the, the train derailment, mm -hmm. tragic. I mean, and that's a very serious matter yeah. that I, I believe is not getting the attention it needs, but not getting off on that, that – those train cars leak those fumes of, of that vinyl chloride and, and on all these others that's killing the wildlife, mm -hmm. the fish. It's causing problems with people. So these people are going to see problems down the road that they may not even be seeing now. Yeah. It's that when all these things begin to happen in the last days, you there's going to be stuff like this happening everywhere. Yeah. And people's not going to be able to get medical attention because, because the other thing people's not realizing is when the rapture happens, if you flying 
in a plane and you say, I don't believe there is a God and I don't follow God, then you'd better make sure that your pilots <laughs> are atheists and don't believe in God either. Because if they Christians and they pilots, you better learn how to fly a plane. Yeah. You know, these men drive or these people drive 18 wheelers down the road, 80,000 pound lead sleds. They, some of them Christians. Yeah. I used to be one. Mm-hmm. Well, if the rapture happens and that truck's running 70 mile an hour down the road, he's gone. That truck's still moving. Yeah. There's going to be calamities and people's going to need medical attention. They're going to have injuries sustained. And if it's not taken care of, it will progress into diseases and infection. So you can see from the time that the rapture happens and these seals begin to be unleashed, it you can just say, like I'm saying, it just progressively is getting worse. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I uh, heard a minister talking about, uh, and actually this is a fact, the airlines will not allow yeah, two, uh, two unbelievers to fly a plane. Two because, believers, yeah. Yeah, two yeah. believers yeah. to fly a plane because of yeah. what was said, because one to be taken, the other yep. left. Yep. And they want somebody that can yeah. fly that plane and land it. Yeah. But uh, I remember uh, this minister uh, was, you know, flying on an airplane going somewhere to preach. And uh, while they were going along, one of the engines failed and the plane started shimmering and Mm -hmm. shaking and everything. And uh, the man that he was sitting beside of was an atheist. They got to talking. Mm -hmm. I said, you one of them, them preacher, you, you know. And he said, I'm an atheist. I don't believe in God. But when that plane, <laughs> you know, the engine failed on one side of it and mm-hmm. it went to shaking and rattling and yeah. it felt like it was going to come apart, he began, oh, God save us. Oh, God help mm-hmm. us. He said, what are you calling on him for? He don't exist. Yeah. You know, enjoy your death. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And uh, he said, oh, God, if you just get us down, I'll give you you know, half of everything I own. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, the pilot, you know, come on over the intercom and told them that uh, they would do their best to get it landed safely, but to, mm-hmm. you know, buckle up and put on one of them flotating devices, you know, and everything and to be safe just in case they didn't make it to the runway. Yeah. But uh, they they landed safely. And uh, when they was down in the baggage claim, uh, he saw that guy that he was sitting with on the airplane getting his luggage. And he went over there and he said, are you going to keep that promise you made to God that you'd mm-hmm. give him half? If he got you down, he'd give you half of everything. Yeah. You know? He said, oh, he said, I've made a better deal since then. He said, what's that? He said, if I get on another plane, I'll give him everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, it's uh, <clears throat> 8 o'clock, but I'm going to hit, we're going to hit the fifth and sixth seal. <clears throat> we'll go ahead and knock those out. You say, what about the seventh? Well, it don't happen until chapter 8. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get that next week. But in the fifth seal, he said, when I opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, 
holy and true until you judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth. Then a white robe was given to each of them, and it was said to them that they should rest a little while longer mm -hmm. until both the number of their fellow servants and those brethren who would be killed <clears throat> as they were was completed. And this is talking about <clears throat> those, I believe, that, that, and I think you can explain it maybe a little more about these are those that have been martyred, actually slain or killed for, for their faith, for their faith mm -hmm. believing in God. And that's happened from the time of Jesus sure. all the way up until now, and it will progressively get worse again. Mm -hmm. You don't see it in America, or they don't report about it. You see it, you know, I know over in India, different places like that, you yeah. personally have known pastors in India that have been martyred for the gospel of Jesus yeah. Christ. And, you know, those things are going to begin to happen even stronger again once the church is gone because that voice has left the earth. And, you know, as the Antichrist begins to conquer and progress in his plans that he has, uh, they will come a point which I believe, you know, in some lessons down the road we'll get to as far as when it comes to the mark of the beast. Uh, you'll have to have that to buy and sell and really to do anything and if you don't have it and you're caught not having it and you don't want to receive it, then you, you're martyred. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so go in just a, a look because we don't have a whole, whole lot of time, but I appreciate everybody just hanging with us. we got one more seal, but what do you believe is going on here when it's talking about the voices, you know, saying how long, oh, Lord, will it be before you avenge our blood? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, of course, it's it's those who were martyred for their faith, mm -hmm. and they would not deny Jesus Christ. And uh, uh, you know, they were martyred, and of course, their uh, souls are before the throne of God. You know, mm -hmm. and uh, so, uh, as you said, it it's only going to get worse mm -hmm. during the especially in the last half of the tribulation uh you know and only god knows the number of those that will become martyrs for christ uh but you know uh i believe there's a a special reward for those who will not deny the faith right will not deny jesus christ they will not turn their backs on the Lord, mm -hmm. that uh, they will be a special reward for them. And I believe we'll cover that later on when we right. uh, get further on in it. Uh, but, uh, you know, they they were thinking, you know, when are you going to avenge us mm -hmm. of them who has shed our blood? You know? Right. And uh, he said, just rest for a while. Mm -hmm. So that those others that are appointed to be to be martyrs are fulfilled, right? And and then they will be avenged, you know. Yeah, and so. and notice your first, second, third, and fourth seal. Those are horses that are sent out. Horses with uh, spirits, you know, that are their judgments going to the earth. Mm -hmm. Then you switch over to the fifth seal and. This is where the martyrs are crying out. 
But the reason he's making them rest is because of the sixth seal. And picking up there on the sixth one, it says, I looked when he opened the sixth seal, and behold, there was a great earthquake. And now listen to this. And the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became like blood, and the stars of heaven fell to the earth as a fig tree drops its late figs when it is shaken by a mighty wind. Then the sky receded as a scroll when it is rolled up, and every mountain and every island was moved out of its place. And the kings of the earth and the great men, the rich men, the commanders of, well, you could say armies, the mighty men, every slave and every free man hid himself in the caves in the rocks of the mountains and said to the mountains and the rocks fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the lamb for the great day of his wrath has come and who is able to withstand. Mm -hmm. And you see, even then they will be men that even though they see it and know it, will de- try to deny him as king of kings and lord of lords, and they're even trying to die. They'll seek death, but they'll not find it. Mm-hmm. And you, you talk about a shaking that's happening that causes the sun to go black. Yeah. People All don't understand how black that is. You, you yeah. won't be able to see your hand in front of your face. Yeah. It'll be similar to when the plague of darkness came over the land yeah. of Egypt. Mm-hmm. And uh, according to the way the scripture reads, it was so dark that it almost seemed like you could take a knife and cut it. Yeah, you could feel you know, it. You could feel mm-hmm. that darkness, you know. And uh, it, you know, uh, I'm sure that it's not going to last the entire uh, right <coughs> time period of, of the last half of the tribulation. Yeah. But uh, it, it, there's going to be a lot of uh, earthquake, volcanic mm-hmm. uh, eruptions, and the the earth is going to spew forth yeah. smoke and yep. darkness and dust and uh, things like that that is going to block out. It's going to be so thick that it will block out the light of the sun and the moon. Yeah. And if uh, about the stars fall yeah. out of their sockets, Mm-hmm. so to speak, fall to there. There's going to be all kinds of upheaval, uh, you know, that will be taking place. Uh, and I, I believe this is primarily in the last half of the tribulation. It's called the time of Jacob's trouble yeah, or the great tribulation. Yeah. And that's the last three and a half years. Uh, but, uh, you know, natural men, that, that are not saved, natural mm-hmm. men and people still here on there, uh, they're, they're going to try to hide mm-hmm. from him that sits on the throne. But how are you going to hide from God? Yeah. 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 They'll be crying out, fall on us. Mm-hmm. Mountains and rocks fall on us yeah. and hide us so he can't. Yeah. No, it, it, <laughs> he's mm-hmm. he's going to know your every move. He's going to know where you are, what you're doing. Yeah. What you're saying, what you're believing, he's going to know everything about you. And that's why, uh, you know, uh, I would suggest to anybody that don't know Jesus, 
this book called the book of Revelation is about to be fulfilled mm-hmm. in our life, our lifetime. I believe this is, uh, I believe you said earlier, the revelation generation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're living in a time, and, and this, uh, Matthew 24 bears this out when he talked about uh, learning the parable of the fig tree. Uh, he said, when you see the fig tree budding, and, of course, Luke's gospel said not only the fig tree but all the tree. In other words, nations that were never talked about or heard of in years past now have come to the forefront, mm-hmm. even like the nation of Israel, you know. Yeah. They were scattered all over the whole earth, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because of their unbelief and rebellion against the things of God. But God in these last days is bringing them back mm-hmm. to their homeland. And uh, according to uh, the 11th chapter of uh, the book of Romans, that during the time of tribulation, that whole nation will come to God mm-hmm. in one day. Right. And so uh, that that's, uh, I know we need to shut down here, but, uh, you know, one thing about it, even while the Antichrist, his goal, his purpose is control. Mm-hmm. He wants to control and rule the whole world. Of course, he won't make it. Right. There's only one man that will rule the earth the whole world, and that's Jesus Christ. But uh, even while he's at work here on the earth with his evil schemes and so forth, uh, there's going to be multitudes of people being born again that come out of great tribulation. Mm -hmm. It says, out of every nation, kindred, tongue, and tribe Mm -hmm. on the face of the earth. We'll come, and it, it talks about that later on. We'll, we'll uh, you know, talk about that more. But, uh, but you know, my, my thing is, why take a chance? Yeah. You know, think about it this way. If this is not true, mm-hmm. if there is no God, if there is no Jesus, mm-hmm. and but I believe there are, and I think, accept him as my savior and I'll do my best to live for him and do his will, what he asked me to do. And I die and there's nothing else. Mm -hmm. I've not lost anything. I've lived a good life. Yeah. But then think about it this way. What if what we're saying is true? If this book is true Mm -hmm. and I believe it is and you doubt it, and you don't do anything to prepare for what's coming, what have you lost? Yeah. Eternity. Yeah. Without Christ mm-hmm. in a devil's hell Yeah, for eternity. So I would encourage anybody, if you don't know Jesus, you may be going through trouble right now, then, and you th- you almost at the point, uh, I just feel in my heart there's somebody watching that you you've gone through some family situations and uh, you're at the point you 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 just ready to give up you don't know what else can be done but listen do not despair that's right if you call upon the lord he will help you he loves you he died for you 
and he wants you to have life and have it more abundant. John 10 and 10. And so uh, you, it's so simple. Uh, you know, as one minister said years ago, the Bible really is so simple that you have to have help to misunderstand it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it. but And also in the Old Testament, in the book of Isaiah, uh, the prophet Isaiah said that a wayfarer, even though he be a fool, need not to err therein. In other words, salvation, the redemption of God Almighty is so simple mm-hmm. that a fool mm-hmm. can find his way in. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is confess Jesus as Lord and Savior, and you believe that he's God's son and that God, he died on the cross for our sin, and God raised him from the dead. And it says if you will confess him with your mouth and believe in your heart God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. That's so simple, Mm -hmm. so simple. And uh, I don't know uh, if you want to pray you can pray but uh, I just feel like there's somebody they may be more than one uh, but maybe is in similar situations or whatever and and they not ha- not sure about it but but they are wanting to know and 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 they are wanting to believe and they want to believe that there is a God a true living God that can help them out of their problems and their troubles mm-hmm. yeah yeah, we can do that. Uh, just right where you're at, and those of you that's watching online uh, that go to church with it, you stretch your faith towards those uh, the screen where you're watching. You join your faith with us, and we're just going to pray right now. Heavenly Father, we come to you in the precious and the holy name of Jesus. And God, we just ask you right now to, to meet these people where their need is, whether it be a, a physical need, a mental need, a, a need, uh, you know, in their body for healing, or whether it's situational, Father, you know exactly what they need. And God, I, be, I not only believe, but I know you're real. And I know you're real because I've experienced you as a healer. Yes. I've experienced you as a savior. I've experienced you as a deliverer, a provider, a way maker. I have experienced you, Jesus, in every way that you said you would meet me at. So meet these people in the areas that they need to be met in. Reveal yourself to them. If they need deliverance, show yourself and introduce yourself as a deliverer. If they need healing, introduce yourself as the healer that you are. If they need provision, introduce yourself to them as the provider and the way maker that you are. Because, God, I know that you love people and you want them to, to know you in every facet of you that you have introduced yourself through your word and through your son, Jesus. I believe that right now, going through the airwaves, that you will meet these people right where they are. Show them your love. Show them a love that they've never experienced before uh, and peace that passes all understanding. No matter what's going on in this world, no matter what's going on in their personal lives right now, that you would just send peace to them that would give them comfort and rest that passes all understanding. 
and that they would be able to rest knowing that as they give this problem, this care, this worry, this need over to you, God, that you take the need and they take the rest. It's a, it's a swap. And, Father, you said that we, we put on the garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. So, Father, as you take that thing from them, just fill their mouths with praise, that they would just begin to worship you, knowing that you're already meeting their needs. You've already sent forth the provisions to provide for everything that they have need of and that you're working on their behalf in every area that they need. And Father, for those that need healing in their either minds or their physical bodies, just we release by faith healing to flow through the airwaves right now. And everyone under the sound of my voice, if that's you, you just lift your hands and say, God, I receive you as my healer. Touch my mind, touch my body now, and I believe I'm healed in Jesus' mighty name. And if that's you, I believe that you will be healed in Jesus' mighty name. And God, we thank you for everyone under the sound of our voice that you keep them safe, that you put a fire in them that would just be unquenchable. And, Father, that everywhere they go, people would see your light and your love upon them, that you would give people the words to say to minister to those around them that are hurting and broken so that they might also know the gospel, so they might also know you as the Savior, the King of kings and the Lord of lords that we get to know you as now. And, God, we thank you that every request that's been made is done by faith, in Jesus' mighty name. And in agreement, we said, amen, amen and, and amen. amen. Praise God. Praise God. Well, listen, folks, we went a little bit long, but I really appreciate all of you hanging in there with us. Uh, do, your, do your job, and you know what that is. Share this on your social media. You can send it on text to somebody. Somebody needs to hear about the Word of God. Somebody needs to know that Jesus is coming back soon. And that if they'll follow the steps that's in his word, they will not have to stay and be a part of this wrath, but they'll get to be in glory and spend eternity with their Savior, Jesus Christ. Love you guys. We'll see you next week. Praise God. Praise God.